Hello and welcome to Walk to Wellbeing, the wellness podcast from Health and Wellbeing magazine, sponsored by Sketches. I'm Holly, the editor of Health and Wellbeing, and each episode, you and I get to join someone as they go for a walk, eavesdropping on them as they talk about their own wellness journey. Each of our guests will answer the same questions, but the conversation, like their walk, might meander a bit as they go. After we leave them, I'll be joined by some of the magazine team to pick out things from that walk that we want to put into action right away in our lives. Think about your answers to each question as you listen to. And if you'd like to record your own walk to wellbeing, you can. Just download the question pack from healthwellbeing.com and we would love to hear it. Right now though, for our next episode, we're about to join author, wellness expert and nutritional therapist Madeline Shaw as she steps out of her front door in London in June 2021. So hello everyone, I'm Madeline Shaw and I'm going for a walk. I'm actually wearing flip-flops and I feel like that might be annoying for the recording so I'm going to go change. change shoes. They're still flip-flops, but I think they're less floppity. Okay, let's do this. Take two. Right, question one. What gets you out on a walk? you know what I think walking is like in my DNA (laughs) my mum has brought us up to be big walkers I feel like we went on walking holidays my mum is a Kiwi both my parents are Kiwis very outdoorsy people and yeah I think I've just had it like ingrained into me grew up with dogs so yeah I think what gets you out on a walk I know it clears my head I know it makes me feel amazing when I do. For me, walking is like therapy. Like if I need to think something out, whether it's like a problem I'm going through or feeling, you know, a blockage creativity wise, it really helps me. I don't know what it is. It's just like that movement. I also find I get that similarly on a train when I'm working. I just, something about movement allows me to kind of be more settled and still and I don't know I I, I like it it's gonna get a little bit noisy because I'm going on the main road so I'm gonna take a break until I'm in a bit more of a quieter patch So I probably like walking in the morning the most, uh, mainly because I feel most energy in the morning. I'm definitely an early bird, like to get up early, like to get everything done, most important in the morning, and then probably by like 4pm I'm quite sloth-like, and I like to just recline. (laughs) Although when I'm eating a big meal, a walk after a meal does feel so good. Um, it's a beautiful sunny day today in London. 
which is where I am speaking to you from and I feel like I kind of look a little bit crazy talking to myself but maybe also quite important because um, <laughs> maybe it sounds like I'm practicing for some movie or play I'm in and I'm practicing my lines so yeah beautiful birds are tweeting the sun is shining I've got some sun cream on and yeah heading out for a lovely walk okay so question two is where's your dream walk now I feel like this is quite easy for me um, so I went to university in Australia and went to Sydney Uni and there's this incredible walk called the Bondi to Bronte it's kind of quite mainstream and people have done it but it just was at a very kind of special time in my life and it was when I was getting into health and wellness and walking along there was just so beautiful you walk along the coast it's quite up and down you go along many different beaches you know you can go for a swim along the way or at the end of the walk lots of gorgeous flats and houses overlooking the water and it's really inspiring lots of people are running it lots of people are walking it um, it's got a real energy to it and I absolutely love it and miss it and definitely when I go back it's the thing I always want to do it sort of has this really nice like feel to it um, but to be honest I love walking most places like I love going you know exploring walking around cities when I visit them I love going to different forests and kind of being amongst trees um, but I also love being by the sea um, so that's probably my dream walk um, and I feel like a picnic at the end is always quite nice and a dip in the ocean for sure okay question three what does switching off look like to you hmm I don't know I think it's changed a lot I think switching off for me is being away from technology for sure probably because my job is so kind of connected to technology and social media and email and that kind of connectivity so switching off my phone is hugely important I've not actually brought my phone with me I thought I might have to because of how things get recorded So yeah, switching off is switching off my phone for sure. That really helps me decompress and kind of relax. But also just having a lot of kind of balance with, with my job. So making sure that I clock in and clock out and don't work 24 seven. Because I think when you work for yourself, it can be easy to do that. And probably not even if you work for yourself. Now with kind of phones and computers, we can work all the time whatever we do so I think having yeah really good boundaries with work is really important to me um, and I really embrace it I don't know I'm not someone that has any kind of guilt or anything around that I, I embrace switching off and I know I need it you know I've been working in the wellness industry for almost nine years now 
and I think you know as time goes along you get a bit wiser I hope at least I hope I've got wiser and I know for me I need to set boundaries so I switch off all social media on the weekends delete the apps I don't have any email on my phone as well that's really helpful because email's so addictive you can just keep refreshing it to see if anything's come in um, so having those off my phone for periods of time really, really helps. And I really recommend it to everyone. It's possible to do. Obviously, you have your email on your laptop or your computer. But, you know, having that constantly there, I don't think is helpful for anyone. Um, how selfish are you able to be in your life? I feel like, yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I think it's something that, I'm not good at everything, definitely not, but I think having good boundaries, lots of time off is something that's been important to me. I've always, not always, always, but for most of the time, had someone work alongside me, whether that was part-time in marketing or helping video edit. And I think, you know, that's meant that I've not had to push myself to the extremes of like doing everything by myself. I've been able to, work with other people but also yeah you know share the load not feel too run down with work what rituals do you use to switch off I think walking is a big switch off for me I think that's a really lovely thing being in nature just on the whole really recenters me I feel very connected to it um, and then just having fun, like just doing joyful things. Like I just bought some rollerblades and I'm learning to rollerblade. <laughs> and you know, I just, there's so many things I wanna learn and grow and I'm interested in that are outside of work and are just for me, and whether that's self-development or whether it's just pure joy, um, those things help me switch off. Okay, question four. Who's really nailing their well-being in your life? This is quite a funny question because I think I'm quite unusual to other people where I don't, I don't know, I don't really sort of romanticise or, or idolise other people. Um, I obviously take inspiration from people, but I'm never ever someone that was into celebrity culture or I get I don't ever really get interested in specific people I don't know it's just not the way my brain works um, but in terms of friends and family members my mum's a massive inspiration she's someone that you know runs a successful business but also walks the dog and hikes huge mountains and cycles everywhere and you know there's all these amazing incredible things in her life and has incredible friends and incredible like interests and hobbies so she's a real inspiration for me to be able to kind of look after herself and prioritize that but also be an incredible friend mother businesswoman um so she's a massive inspiration for me and definitely I probably wouldn't be the person that I am in my life without her for sure and then on Instagram I feel like it definitely inspires me um 
you know, in terms of getting more creative with my cooking. So yeah, seeing people's new dishes and like the way they're mixing flavors and stuff, that really inspires me for sure. But probably I get motivation just from myself. Sorry, it's noisy again. I didn't realize how noisy London was. So many cute dogs where I'm walking. Almost at the park, and then it should be quieter, hopefully. Um, so yeah, we're talking about Instagram. I think the tricky thing about kind of seeing if someone's nailing well-being, I think for me, is obviously you can see someone who's got rock-hard abs and like runs a lot and does all these things, but I'm never like you don't know that much like how they're balancing things. I don't know. I like people that have balance in their lives, and I like seeing flexibility and looking at well-being like in an overall way like your relationships your you know work-life balance and all these sorts of things I think and that's quite hard to sum up on social media because we don't reveal it all so I feel like I can really only uh, be inspired by people that I know really well because I can see their whole lives rather than just snippets of that um, so yeah just probably emulating my mother <laughs> rather than anyone on social media for now until until I know more okay question five when you're feeling stressed how do you combat your triggers this is a really good question okay so I had actually quite a very stressful recent thing happen to me so I feel like I can bring that to mind um, I had a really bad incident of uh, uh, internet scam and fraud where I lost a lot of money, which was very upsetting. And um, yeah, it was really, really difficult. And in the moment, I felt paralyzed and idiotic and, you know, frustrated and all these different emotions of, of what was going on. And, you know, felt like such a victim and also felt like I had brought it on myself. So lots of different emotions going through my head. Um, so in the moment, I fretted. But then I spoke to lots of people who reassured me that it happens to lots of people. And it definitely made me feel a lot better. Um, so I think talking, talking to people really helps. And I read this incredible book by Marie Forleo called Everything is Figureoutable. And she talks about, you know, whatever the most dire situation is, it's an incredible phrase to say to yourself, um, to just reassure yourself that everything is figureoutable. So I kept saying that to myself. I kept trying to bring on hindsight. Because, you know, like months later, you kind of think back to things and they don't seem as bad in, in the moment. So I said, 
I wrote down what what have I learned from this situation you know what came has come up for me how can I improve and what can I take away from this so I think trying to feel the feelings let the feelings flow you know cry scream whatever it is that's coming out I think it's really important to feel the feelings and not to suppress them but once you've indulged in the feelings whether you need a day a few days um, then to yeah write some lessons down um, to you know seek help if you need it whether that's a counsellor or you know, speaking to a friend or parents often. Um, yeah, in, the, in my case, I didn't feel like I needed that help. Um, but yeah, taking counsel, not feeling like it's just on your own shoulders is really helpful, I think, and really important. Um, I definitely get triggered by other things and get stressed about work and life and other things. And I think a big source of that can be comparison, probably that's similar for others, so comparing yourself to other, others, whether that's in your career or your relationships or your family or whatever it is. So I think that that is really something that I have brought a lot more awareness to. And instead of looking at someone and going, why not me? Like, why have I not got that? I think, you know, good for them. And also, look at it as inspiration that if they can achieve it or have that or experience that it's possible for me as well i think that kind of reframe is very helpful okay question six when was the last time that you challenged yourself to try something new or different quite often for me i feel like i'm someone that does like that kind of thing um so yeah we've got the rollerblading uh, sorry, not rollerblading, roller skating, the four wheels. Um, but yeah, I'm always kind of like, we got a little piano, I've been twinkling along with that. And I mean, I was thinking I was getting into trading, um, but that was a scam. So sadly, that, that, that didn't work out too well. Um, but yeah, I think it is something that I do tend to do. I think I'm naturally quite creative. I'm naturally quite curious. I know how much joy it brings to me. Obviously, it's not all the time having a young child and you know business to run and stuff. It's not always possible to dedicate huge amounts of time. But it could even just be in, in cooking. You know, we've got into kind of cooking different cuisines um, recently at home, and I think you can have change and, and newness and curiosity in all different aspects of your life. Um, and yeah, it really brings me a lot of joy to do it, even though you can get a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. Okay, question seven, when was the last time you cried? Oh my God, very recently, a lot of tears. A lot of tears were shared over the, um, the internet um, scam ordeal. So yeah, I cried a lot. I'm a big crier. I cry in movies. You know, like any kind of sad movie or, you know, romantic movie, I'm tearing up. I'm quite a big crier, so I definitely say I cry, cry, cry quite often. Um, it's a big release. I think it's important. And yeah, I really, I really enjoy it in 
particular moments. Um, I probably wouldn't cry for happiness that often. Um, I'm probably just like Cheshire Cat style grin kind of person, I would say. I mainly cry for sadness or kind of just feeling super emotional. Um, but who knows, maybe I'll cry for joy at one point in my life, it'll be quite nice. got it walking into some shade now which is really nice it's hot today and you definitely need a bit of shade in my life question eight what's one recent little win you're happy with Um, probably the launch of my Better You collaboration. Um, it's kind of a dream come true, working with a brand that I love um, and creating a range of products that are helping so many people. You know, we get messages of people who are falling pregnant and whose skin and hair is glowing and feeling awesome and whose little kids you know, didn't ever take vitamins, but now we're happily opening their mouths to our children's health spray. So it feels really amazing, you know, creating products, having your name on products, working, working with such an incredible team. Yeah, it's a real dream come true. And it's something I've been kind of manifesting and thinking about for a long time. And yeah, it just feels really amazing. It's also taught me so much of, you know, how long it takes, what goes into it you know and I'm really doing a minute amount of work compared to what better you do so yeah it feels incredible and yeah I've got a real appreciation for product development and the supplement industry and how it works you know obviously I I know how my business works quite well and I see into others but working alongside a brand is really incredible. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, definitely go check it out. Um, and also we bought a new house and moved to a new area. That feels like a real win. And I feel very happy in my new home. And I feel like we deliberated about where to live for so long. <laughs> so it's good to feel good about the decision that you've made. Okay, we're getting to the end. I feel like I've only just started my walk. Okay, question nine of 10. What's the biggest life lesson you've learned in the year, last year? Whoa. Um, what is the biggest life lesson I've learned? I'm probably gonna say a few because I feel like there wasn't like one. Of, of the recent incidents, I feel like, sorry, I'm bringing it up so much. It's just quite on my mind. Um, to research, take a pause, don't get wrapped up in big claims, fast things, take a breath, do some research, um, check legitimate things, whether they're legitimate or not. Um, so yeah, take a pause, do some research. Um, I definitely learnt more about intuition. I definitely learnt lessons about not gripping too tight to things. There's definitely a lot of things that I want or have wanted 
and not kind of holding them too tight. You know, with the house move, it was complicated with selling our old place and getting a new place. And it wasn't like straightforward. Um, so not gripping too tight to things, trusting, letting life flow, I would say. Letting life flow in the way that it is meant to flow and not kind of gripping too tight and controlling too much. And Oh, so sweet. Just walking past some very cute ducklings. Oh. Oh my goodness, how adorable. So sweet. How cute are baby ducks? Um, so yeah, that's probably a, a big lesson I've learned. Yeah, I've learned to be kind of... I've definitely learned that I'm very happy at home. I'm a real homebody. <laughs> I knew that, but like I've learned it even more. I have become incredibly appreciative of my family and just how amazing they are and yeah appreciative of my job and the flexibility and my health I feel really appreciative of that so yeah a few different lessons I feel like I'm learning all the time <laughs> constantly learning okay we're on to number 10 Complete the following sentences. Being healthy is waking up with energy, looking after all aspects of your life, meditating daily, eating lots of fruit and veg, and moving your body in any way, which way you find joyful. Okay, the next sentence is, I'm most me when I'm by the beach or in nature, eating food <laughs> with people I love, feeling peaceful and joyful. The best thing about my walk today has been Probably seeing that people don't judge you in the way you think they do. So I'm walking around right now with no earphones on, just talking to myself, looking at some cards. And people just don't seem to care. You think people would judge me or think I'm crazy or, um, you know, think I'm talking to myself. But actually they're quite consumed within themselves. So just releasing that need to impress strangers or look a certain way to people that you may never ever speak to or come across in your life. Um, just to live life you the way you want to live, not worry about judgment and yeah, enjoy the walk, enjoy the sunshine and what else has been good? Yeah, just, just kind of not having my phone with me, not listening to someone else's opinion or looking at something on my phone, just like looking at nature and just chatting. Um, I've never done a podcast just by myself. <laughs> it's quite fun. 
I feel like you just get to ramble and talk about yourself, which is really nice. So this is the end, I think. I've got no more questions here. I've got to head back home and crack on with the day, which I feel like I need to plan out a little bit. I sort of know what I'm doing, but this was like the number one of the day. And then there's a few other things that have to get done as well. But it's been such a pleasure. Thank you very, very much. I don't know if they'll do an intro about me, but in case they don't, I may as well just tell you a little bit about myself. I'm Madeline Shaw. I'm a nutritional therapist and chef. I've written three cookbooks and have launched an incredible product range with Better You. I have been working in the wellness industry for almost nine years now and have loved it. Have created a career from what really wasn't a career at the beginning when I started and it's been super exciting. I got interested in health and wellness when I lived in Australia. I went to Sydney University and worked in a cafe and fell in love with cooking and food and wellness and had no idea what I was going to do as a career but loved food, loved learning about nutrition, ended up coming back to London with a short stint in France um, and yeah just started, started a blog, started doing supper clubs, started working, doing little jobs here and there, studied nutrition and I guess that's kind of where it all began and my passion for health and wellness still remains really strong. I think I've probably become a little bit more relaxed. Um, I probably was like 100% into healthy living and now I'm more like 80-20. I love gelato and cake and other things like that too. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I, I think I've got a bit more of a balance, which is good. But I think, you know, when you first get into it and you're teaching other people, it's exciting. And I wasn't restricting myself. I was just so interested and invested. And I think as I've matured and understood more, I understand that you don't have to kind of do things 100%. You can have a bit more balance. And it just means life is a bit easier. You know, you don't have to live one particular way and that's been really nice so yeah future for me I have no idea I'm kind of someone that thinks probably six months to a year in advance but enjoying what I do loving collaborating with brands and yeah just really living in the moment and enjoying life I'm just walking past a drumming circle which is kind of cool I feel like I want to join in, making beautiful music. I did once um, try and take up drumming and I went to drumming lessons. Um, it was like maybe like nine years ago and I yeah, haven't kept up, but I've still got my drum. <laughs> it's in my bedroom just for, for any days I want to rock out. Well, I am going to love and leave you. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope you get out there, go for a walk. I hope the sun is shining on you. And I hope 
you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. We've all been in Madeline's shoes where we've opted for the wrong footwear to head out on a walk. But luckily, our wonderful sponsor has a whole range of perfect options. So before we get stuck into Madeline's answers, let's take a quick pause to hear from Sketches. Walk to Wellbeing is proudly sponsored by Sketches. Put a spring in your step with Sketches' range of comfort boosting shoes featuring the very latest walking technology. The new lightweight high flex arch fit range is designed to take great care of your feet wherever your walk to wellbeing may take you. Over 20 years of data was used to create the amazing arch fit cushioning insole, which is removable too and provides complete foot and arch support for all day comfort. Shop the ranges online at sketchers.co.uk. That's S K E C H E R S.co.uk where you'll find thousands of shoes, boots, and trainers to bring you and your family style and support with every step. I really loved Madeline's walk and I'm really excited to chat about it today. So let me welcome back Rachel and Stacey from the health and wellbeing team to episode seven of the podcast. Stacey, what was your favorite part of Madeline's walk today? I loved what she was saying about boundaries and boundary setting. Um, I thought it was quite inspiring the way she was talking about how she had quite firm boundaries set in place around work and well-being. Um, and there's something I think I'd quite like to put in place for myself, really. Um, I know a lot of people sort of boundaries with like work-life balance in the pandemic has gotten like a little bit skewed. So I thought it was quite inspiring to hear from someone who actually had them in place what about you Rachel what did you think I think it's quite inspiring Madeline's ability to tap into her inner child uh, going rollerblading is something you would associate with being a seven-year-old mm-hmm. you know maybe it's a step up from learning to ride your bike then you learn to rollerblade but I love that she's open to trying these new ideas new activities and hobbies um, and finding those little bits of joy in our life because that's really important we've spoken about that on before on the podcast and even as an adult it's good to try new things definitely I used to do it as a kid as well but I don't think my dodgy knees could handle roller skating now but um I'm actually a little bit um jealous of this new resurgence of roller skating because it seems to be something that has come back round again and we've actually got a feature on this retro trend in our July issue um, of the magazine which is on sale now Um, but yeah I really like how she's leaned into that inner child like you said Rachel. Yeah it seems overall as well like Madeline's very good at being selfish which I think she admitted herself that she like you said Stacey she knows when to set boundaries and often I think we're consumed with that sort of guilt of I know I can't switch off my phone because, you know, whatever it is, maybe somebody needs to reach me or no, I need to be able to reply to messages straight away. It's, I don't know how you guys feel having a sort of detox from your phone or social media, but I I found that interesting that she said she doesn't really feel any guilt and she just embraces that as her time to decompress. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that she physically had to switch off to switch off. She had to, you know, physically turn off her phone. Um, in order not to be distracted by that. Yeah, I think that also relates to what she was saying about 
comparing herself to other people. And I think these days we're so caught up in social media and it's easy to just spend time scrolling through I think mostly of Instagram in this respect because I think that's the one, that's yeah. one that really sucks you in, doesn't it? You just scroll through your feed or look at people's stories and it's really difficult to switch off from that. And sometimes I think it's a mindless activity that we do. But it's also quite dangerous, isn't it? Because we do compare ourselves to people. And this was an interesting topic that Madeline brought up as well that she doesn't believe what people, you know, she's not fooled by what people are posting on Instagram because it's never the real story, is it? So I think for our mental health, it's really important to switch off from social media for a bit, but also from our from our phones in general because you also have emails and other messages and things. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm finding the concept of people switching off from social media quite an interesting one right now. And I think it's definitely important for us so that we can learn to stop comparing ourselves and not believe everything that we see because it's not the whole picture. Yeah, definitely. She was talking about how as well, when you see people like on social media, how that you only see glimpses of their life really, don't you? And I think in sort of a well-being context, that doesn't like encompass the whole thing. You're only seeing like those standout moments that they want other people to see so I think like having that kind of perspective on that I think it's really really good to have. Mm. I found it interesting though that despite that uh, she also said that she struggles with comparing herself to other people and I was wondering if that's just sort of ingrained in us that she doesn't believe what people put on social media I mean normally there's this issue especially with young women of comparing themselves to other women on Instagram because you see what they're doing and think, oh, why am I, you know, oh, they've got this and oh, I like their house or their what they're doing on the weekend. But Madeline said she was comparing herself to others, but it sounded more like she was comparing herself to people she knows, thinking, oh, they've now, I don't know, maybe they have a, a nice new job. Maybe they've just bought a lovely house. And it's, I wonder if it's just sort of... Th- part of us as humans to always be comparing ourselves or look at other people and go why haven't I got that but then I like the positive spin that she put on it I think it's quite difficult to retrain yourself but I like that she's trying now to think oh good for them I don't know I don't know about you Holly but I find that quite difficult I'm always trying to think that way as well but it's it's difficult not to compare yourself definitely and I think we I think I think you're right. I think it is something that's just human nature. But before you, before social media came along, you would just compare yourself to your neighbour down the road or a friend of yours or a family member. But now you can compare yourself on like a world stage, and you've got no context mm. what stage of life they're at, what skills they have, what you know, what's going on in anyone's life, and I really like the idea of reframing it to be, I think it's really easy for us to slip into the, oh, why why not me? Why haven't I got that yet? Or why aren't I at this stage yet? But I think it's really refreshing that she's, you know, leaning into reframing that in her mind into, oh, you know, really good for them. And if they can do it, then maybe I can do it. And maybe it's coming for me. And it sounded like when she was, 
talking about her partnership with Betsy Yu as well. She was speaking about how she was manifesting that and something that she was wishing for for a long time. And I was thinking to myself, you know, if people were just looking at her on social media, they might have thought that that partnership might have just fallen into her lap. But actually, it sounds like that's taken quite a lot of hard work. And, you know, we don't know the whole story on social. Mm. People put up a highlight reel, like you said, Stacey. And I think that kind of loops back around to what Madeline was saying about for her, when she's looking at someone who's inspiring her in nailing their health and well-being. I mean, thanks so much for not mentioning your husband, Madeline. Um, <laughs> first week we've had that. <laughs> um, but also, I thought it was really interesting that she said that she needed to know the whole picture of what someone's life was like. Mm-hmm. You know, are they achieving balance holistically in their health and well-being um she she couldn't couldn't make a decision on whether someone was truly nailing it unless she knew the full story which I thought was a really interesting take on that question Mm. and I think that relates as well to what Madeline said about not holding on to things and letting life flow because again as women I'm sure men do this as well but as women I think we're particularly bad at saying okay I want to be married by this age have bought my first house by this age start having children by this age and then this is my 10-year plan for my career and it's it's a lot of pressure to put on ourselves and I think that also exacerbates the issue of comparing ourselves to other people so if you reach an age and you are looking at your friends or other people on social media and they've already got the house and you don't or they've already started having a family and you haven't it's very easy to bring yourself down and I think it's so it, it is important to let things go. And I think that also connects with not comparing yourself to other people. And it also doesn't allow for life to happen as well either. Because if you've got this plan in place, you know, you're not taking into account that any little bump or deviation from that plan could happen along the road. And then, you know, if you've got no flexibility in your plan, then... I mean, I don't think you're going to cope very well. (laughs) Um, Well, for me as well, though, I, I, a few years ago, I would have said I had a a plan, but then things weren't happening. But then I stepped back and went, hold on, but I have all these other beautiful things. And it didn't need to happen that way because, okay, I'm not exactly where I thought I was going to be or even perhaps where I want to be, mm -hmm. but I'm still in a good place and there are still wonderful things that have happened to me and even the bad things I've learned from so I hope that's a better outlook and and yeah I think it's just it's better to be a bit more um, fluid definitely and you know welcome things in and let them pass and something my sister and I actually say to each other all the time at the moment is just trust the process and that's not something that comes easy to me. Um, as you know, Rachel, um, you've said this to me and encouraged me to do this before, even when we're just talking about upside down yoga poses, um, is to just go with the flow and loosen uh, the grip on things. So that's going to be... Um, Don't be afraid to fall. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's going to be my um, main takeaway from today, um, is to lean into loosening that grip. So I don't know about you, Stacey, but what are you going to be taking away from today? 
I think that I really loved what she was saying about how you can sort of reframe your mind after a mistake has happened um, by sort of sitting down and processing it and writing, you know, what what could have sort of been better and what you could have done instead. So I, I really love that. I really love sort of like the idea of having something go wrong, but learning something from it at the same time. What about you, Rachel? I loved Madeline's ability to not feel guilty about knowing when she needs time to decompress and switch off from things, but also this important aspect of not comparing yourself to other people or worrying about what other people think of you. If you want to go for a walk and talk to yourself, then do it. Um, and instead, you know, just really enjoy the things in life. Go go rollerblading, try something new, try jujitsu, cook a new recipe, because, you know, life is full of unexpected twists and turns and it's all what you make of it so just have fun and I think Madeline has really embraced the joy and the fun in talking to herself and also shaking off the worry of what other people are thinking about her and I think that's something we can all take from today but I loved going on Madeline's walk and I also loved chatting to you both today so a huge thank you from me, Rachel and Stacey, and of course, to our wonderful guest on this episode, Madeline Shaw. Most important of all though, thanks so much to you for listening. We've got loads more fantastic, fascinating guests coming up and we can't wait to share their wellness journey with you. And so, until next time, from me and the whole of the health and wellbeing team, stay well and see you soon. Before you unlace your trainers, we've got an exclusive health and wellbeing magazine subscription deal for you, our lovely Walk to Wellbeing listeners. Head to giftstoyou.com forward slash APOD1. That's A-P-O-D and the number one to get three issues for just $9.99, saving you over 25% and delivered straight through your front door. The link is in the description of this episode to make redeeming this fantastic offer simple and easy. Remember to share your walk with us on social media using the hashtag walk to wellbeing. And you can even download exactly the same list of questions that you heard our guest chat through earlier in this episode. You can record your very own walk to wellbeing episode and we'd absolutely love to hear it. For all the details, head to this episode's description and we hope you enjoyed strolling with us today.